one-two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive, right center, field, base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Waiting oh, for it. Oh, oh, see, he booted it. One runner's in. Here comes the throw. Everybody, welcome to the second ever episode of the Bell Smashers podcast, brought to you by Fired Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your co-host Kylie, and I'm Jen, and we are working on getting Haley. Um, there's mic issues, I guess, or something. I don't know. She's sometimes streams are difficult. Um, but this week, because the meetings are next week, I thought it'd be fitting to talk about more free agency and who we could acquire. Uh, so we did ask on Twitter, aside from Trey Turner um, and a big name shortstop, because that's obviously um, the big want and the big ask. There's Haley. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hi again. <laughs> How you doing? Doing good, except the internet. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, it's a pain. Um, it, is, it is. But hey, at least you're on now. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks, guys. Of course. <laughs> so we were just getting into the, the Twitter comments and who we all wanted, aside from the obvious Trey Turner slash shortstop. We want him? Is that her? I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is is that is that who you guys want? I don't know. I don't know. He may not be like that good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I guess. He seems right? fine. He seems all right. I mean, his his slides are pretty cool. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, we could always have uh, Dee Dee again. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hey, I, I miss his drawings, though. Yeah. The drawings oh. were cute. They were they were good drawings, <laughs> um, but someone some people were saying obviously Turner. We got some a couple Rodons, which I would love to have Rodon. Me too. In the rotation, 
it was very close to happening, I heard. But it just didn't go through, I guess. No. That's the trade deadline. Last year. Oh, okay, so we're trade deadline, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to okay. add that part, yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, when? Like, is, this, is this happening yeah. again? <laughs> <laughs> no, my bad. Um, yeah, it was at the trade deadline. It was apparently really close to happening, so it's we'll see what goes on with that. Um, a couple people were saying Masataka Yoshida, the outfielder from Japan. That could be interesting. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it, but how well would he fit in this Phillies lineup? That's my only question. Because where would you put him? Right. And the bigger question is because he's a big name. He's one of the, he's a, I'm pretty sure he's the uh, the bigger, the biggest international, um, I guess you would say free agent or whatever. Yeah, he is. Um, so obviously he would be on a contract probably similar to Saya Suzuki. And with that comes the question of where do you put him when Bryce comes back? Mm-hmm. Right. That's my concern because Bryce is – gonna be back eventually you have Castellanos you have Schwarber where does he go yeah I just that doesn't feel realistic to me we someone did say outfield depth so you know someone who could fill in for any of the outfielders that isn't as big of a name makes sense right exactly but a big name adds a problem because you're right. When Brace comes back, you can't have him just sitting, you know, as a backup at that point, he wouldn't right. accept it a hundred percent. He would not accept that. That'd be, a, even if he's getting paid a lot of money, he would not accept not being able to play majority of the games. Mm-hmm. Right. And as much as it is a very mutual interest in each other, I just don't see it happening. We have Castellanos who, didn't have a hot season, but right. But at the same time, he was he did get hurt. Can't forget that, and we spent a lot of money on him. So you got to give him another shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. By the way, it was an oblique injury. I was, yeah, it was. I, that was the injury, the second injury he got last season. Um, yeah, because he hurt his thumb too, right? He hurt his thumb, yes. But the thing about Cassianos, right, when you look at him as a player, he is such a talented defender. And his defense was spot on, especially in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that he really had to improve on was just hitting the ball. But in the beginning of the season, he did do that. So I am giving him the benefit of the doubt. But a yeah. lot of people will still look at this postseason and judge him based off the fact that, you know, he was striking out. He was swinging at, swinging at anything. So it's more of um, how will he take that heading into this next season coming up? And, yes, you know, he needs to prove early on that he can hit that ball. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of eyes will be on him because of the money. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. It's – I am more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's not the type of guy that doesn't care and that isn't going to work on his issues. And we still have long to help with his swing. Mm -hmm. So I think with 
this off season to get healthy this and spring training coming up in a few months. Like I, I think he'll be all right. That's another point. He didn't get a full spring training with us because of the lockout. So like we talk about a lot and we will continue to on this pod. (laughs) It's literally such a long game. It's a big picture and grand scheme thinking. So absolutely. Um, And it just reminds me because when just when I, when you mentioned that, it just thought of when Stott got caught out stealing and it was a crucial moment to not get caught out. It was going to be a double play anyway. It ended up going to be a grounder to a shorter second and it was going to be a double play, but Mm -hmm. it's just baseball is a really big picture kind of game and it's tough, but with the spring training, I, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, as you and Jen were saying, it is a long season. And spring training, I mean, that's the staple part to the season, right? That's where you get all those kinks out and work on stuff and improve. So, yeah, if he has a good spring training, then I don't see him heading to the season, you know, not hitting the ball or not being hot. But I think the problem is, and this is playing in Philadelphia as a whole, the fans, that can be a real mental thing. And I know that his wife – Uh, Jess on Twitter shared about how some fans were being towards her and I'm sure you know that's you know his wife and who knows if he's gonna come out a little standoffish with Philadelphia as a whole but Mm -hmm. I mean again that's the life outside of the field right so again he could come into the season clean slate and I think people would respect him I think if he gets a homer on um, opening day oh dude like he did last year on opening weekend, um, I think people will love him again. And it's kind of like the thing with Jason Kelsey from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was saying, you could be the worst player in Philadelphia, but as long as you show up and put in the effort, people will respect you. Mm-hmm. And we see in the NBA with Ben Simmons, people don't respect him in Philly because he gave up. And Castellanos doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's strikes me ironic, but he doesn't <laughs> the kind of guy that's going to give up. So right, exactly. Fine. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I really do think that injury hindered him and his swing and everything. So, of all of the people on our roster, I I don't think he's the one I'm worried about. Mm-mm. But is so there least, somebody that you're worried about? Is there somebody I'm worried about? Um, Bryce has shown that he can come back from injuries. So, But Tommy John he's never had to come back from. So that's his fielding and his arm is what I'm going to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Right. Not in this season because he's not going to be in the outfield this season. But next season. When I think about this Phillies team, I know that this player is going to probably be traded or let go. It's Hoskins. He would be my only concern at this moment in time while he is still on the Phillies. But again, I don't think that he'll be on the squad. So I feel I feel good. I like Stodd. I feel like he's improved a lot. Yeah. And he's been so crucial to this team, especially postseason. So... But, I mean, if we have, you know, Hoskins gone and we open up that hole, 
we could get another big name to Philadelphia, and I don't see why not. And that big name is my man Trey Turner. So I'm just saying that I am thinking of all the scenarios possible. And how would you guys feel? I want to ask this about Alec Boom going to first. It's an interesting theory. I mean, as much as I love Reese, I I don't know. We we're not going to sugarcoat it. We don't know if he's going to be here this coming season. Mm-hmm. He was tendered, but that doesn't mean you know he's going to stay. Yeah especially through the trade deadline. So that, uh, and everybody's brought up the, the boom to third or the boom to first, but that would only work if you get a second baseman slash shortstop to, or a third baseman to do it. And we don't have anybody in the farm as if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, we don't. The only person that could fill it is probably Segura. Yeah. Probably, because he could play either of the three positions. He could. So, theoretically, if we get – I'm not saying it's going to be Turner, but if we get a shortstop, then that possibility could open up if Hoskins does leave. Mm -hmm. Theoretically. Yeah. So, So, theoretically, Hoskins gone, we get a shortstop. Segura goes to third. What? Just picture this. Would you feel comfortable with Boom being at first, or would you still feel like it's just not strong enough, and that somebody else should do the job? I feel like Alec Boom just got his like feet on the ground at third base, and to move him to while it's still in the infield, to move him to the opposite corner would be very risky. It could be. and I mean, I like that he's tall. My big thing with Forrest Griffin, he's really tall. So he, I think he's like 6'5", if I remember yeah. correctly. Oh, which, so next to him. He's tall. Yeah, I had no idea he was that tall. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this dude's 6'5". Mm-hmm. So that would help. And But he, like Jen just said, he, got his, he just got his mojo back for third. So... I don't know if that could mess with his offense because he's two different things. I don't know. It's risky. But it would only happen if we keep Segura. And I was going to say Segura, if we keep him, would be one of the players I'm concerned about just because he felt quite inconsistent. Um, toward the, I feel yeah. like toward the end of the season and also during the postseason. Yeah, the postseason, he did not have many great moments. No, but in the regular season, he did. Yeah. And it's really hard um, to separate the two, right, the regular season from the postseason. Because yeah. let's go say, theoretically, the Phils get eliminated in the wild card round. Theoretically, that happened. We would look at him right now and say he was such an outstanding player and really, you know, blew our minds with how he was playing because we weren't expecting much. But then you add the postseason in, and the postseason, as crucial as it is, it's only like a month and a half long. So you're really not getting the full season and evaluating the postseason. So, in my, this is how I analyze things. I have to separate the two and I have to look at it. He had a great regular season, really stepped up. 
postseason not hot, but does that mean that he's not a good player? And does that right. mean that he won't get hot again? I don't know. Just how some guys were super hot in the postseason. Like Kyle Schwarber, despite him being well all year, he stepped up big time in the postseason. And if he didn't do that, I wouldn't have the same opinion that I do of him now. So it's kind of like a separation of two different things. Regular season gene, love. Postseason gene needs improvement. But you put that together, and I see a guy that I rank as a C plus. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be opposed to keeping him. He was one of our clutchest hitters during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Whenever he has a chance to walk it off, I feel like he's always going to take that chance. Yep, and he had one of the best moments. I forget who the Phils were playing, but I was at the game, which is really bad. But <laughs> Or was I not? No, this was the time when I was not at the game. I was watching on my TV, whatever, same thing. And Gene, they – you know, they were trying to, like, walk him. No, they walked Maddie V in front of Gene. It was something like that. Yeah, and they Gene, walked him. Yeah. Yep. And Gene, like, he had I, – I don't even I don't even remember all I know was the celebration that he had. And it was one of the best moments I think I've seen of a player celebrating in the regular season. And I feel like taking Gene out is going to mess so much with how the Phillies team is. Yeah. I mean, this team, nobody expects them to make it to the World Series. And no. – I feel like a part of that, and, you know, I look at sports as a movie. You have a bunch of characters who were not supposed to be there, but something beautiful happens. And if you mess with the chemistry of the locker, well, the bullpen and all that, the locker room and the clubhouse, everything, you're going to mess up that mentality. So the front office needs to be super diligent of the moves that they make because if they have an addition and the player does not mesh with the other guys – they're not going to rock and roll about how they did this postseason. And I think that he – and I love him, and I will vouch for him. Segura is one of the centerpieces of the Phillies that people look like pass. They don't notice. Absolutely. I, I agree. I completely agree. He's – it shows, and he even helped – he helped Stott a lot. When mm-hmm. Stott was struggling, he said, use your two-strike approach for your regular approach, and dude went off. So – Segura is definitely a huge locker room guy, like Andrew McCutcheon was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's de- – I would de- – obviously would not be opposed to keeping Segura. It's it's more than just <clears throat> as a player. It's as a person, too. They love him. And that's my uh, struggle because I get emotionally attached to the player. So, yep. obviously, the team will not look the same next year. And that'll be weird, um, regardless of who leaves and who comes. It'll be it'll be different. Yeah, it won't be the same, and that's something that I've had to accept, especially <laughs> this past you know couple weeks. Recapping the month of November. This is when we were filming this. This is November thirtieth, and tomorrow is December. This month we were in the World Series, which is so crazy to think about, but that's the reality. Yeah. And as soon as you know the Astros won. It hit me. We're never going to see this team again. We're going to see variations of this team again, but we're never going to have this team again. And it sucks because Eflin, I believe it was like a couple days after the Astros won. He was a free agent. It's just, it's all happening. And I think that we all just want to get back to the World Series. Yeah. But it just, it's kind of like, and this is a metaphor I always like to compare sports to, fantasy. Because yeah. it was in our 
biggest fantasy that the Phillies were going to, you know, win the World Series and we're going to have a parade on Broad Street. And then it didn't happen. So what are the chances of it happening again next season? And I feel like that's why maybe our connection with these players now doesn't feel over yet because it doesn't feel like it should be next season. It feels like it should have, like, I don't know. Like, it's so weird. Sometimes I really struggle. um, And I'm like, wait, we didn't win the World Series? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Seven months of watching this team. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's most of the year. Like, it really is. Baseball, you really do form that connection. And think about all of the guys that we let go since uh, the season began. And yeah. Joe Girardi, even. Oh my gosh. Like, exactly. 22 and 29. And sometimes I think about that a lot. And there's a reason why baseball is one of the hardest championships to win. It's because it only comes down to, if you really think about it, that last month and a half, everything else, I mean, it matters, right? But that random game in June, people are not going to look back and think, hey, that was an awesome game. They're going to look and say, you didn't win at all. Yeah. And I think that's why the fans are freaking out about this shortstop situation going on. (laughs) Because they want to win again. Yeah. Yeah. We we got that taste again. It was, at first, it was all we wanted was a postseason appearance. And then we won, we beat the Cardinals. We were like, oh, okay. Um, Maybe beat Atlanta. That'd be nice. And then we kill Atlanta and then I'm like oh okay well we can beat the Padres and we did mm-hmm. and so we were like let's mess around and win the whole thing and that was it was two games away from happening and I still think that if we won game six we would have beaten the colors I agree yeah. oh my gosh you know and it's crazy because the Astros they didn't have a story They didn't have, you know, an actual story like the Phillies did. So it feels like whenever it's an underdog team, it just, it feels like it was meant to be. Yeah. And there's no, I can't blame, honestly, I can't blame um, Thompson for taking out uh, wheels. I can't do that now. At -hmm. first I was extremely upset, but I mean, that's who he is as a coach. I mean, a manager and that's who he's been all, um, you know, season since he started again. It's just, it's one of those things where you really just have to take a step back and think, how will this team be successful? Yeah. Because obviously in the regular season, they weren't that great. And that's why I think when we evaluate these guys, we really need to look at them in the regular season rather than postseason. Because the postseason, it's the adrenaline. It's There's a lot of factors that go on. But if yeah. you look at guys in the regular season, that's going to show you how they truly are. And that still brings me my concerns about everything. But... I was trying to get it as much as I could in these like 20 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Somebody brought up in the comments Bassett from the Mets. Because he's a free agent. And we we've had decent luck with Mets pitchers. Yeah. So I would be open to that, Ben. If it turns out <laughs> like Wheeler. Exactly. I don't know. He, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. What about bringing back Corey Knebel? I like Knebel, but I don't think he's good enough. I agree. I think we can do better. 
Because at this point, we're not just thinking, oh, let's just get to the postseason. No, we went to the World Series. We're trying to contend now. And just even thinking about Knievel and his matchups against like other, other good teams in this league, I, I just – he can't do the job. Maybe he's good for a couple – strikeouts here and there but I don't think Knable's that guy I like him yeah. but I, I just want to waste my time and money on him I agree as much because like I, I do like him too and it's just as the team trying to contend now I don't necessarily agree with putting him on back on our roster mm-hmm. <laughs> someone said Aaron Judge <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if we had Aaron Judge. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I would be fine. Right. <laughs> He's actually a cool guy. Um, Jimmy Fallon yeah. did a video with him, surprising fan. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like, I think he has a good personality. And obviously, yeah. I mean, the most home runs in his season. Like, you cannot tell me that this guy wouldn't be loved in Philadelphia, but I highly doubt. Yeah, that. it's not going to happen. <laughs> yes. Maybe in like. 10 years from now when he's like yeah. desperate for a job, but not now. Philly's Muse, yeah. Philly's Muse said Kingery 10 year extension. <laughs> Shout out to Philly's thinking, Muse. You know what? 15 year extension. I said 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? That's awesome. Because <laughs> someone said 10 and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do 16. 16, yeah. Um, a lot of people do want Masataka Yoshida. I. Would love him, but he's not a fit. Um, no, agreed. People that were a lot of people were saying fourth starter, outfield, and bullpen depth. They were really focused on the depth because that's what got us in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the Astros, their pitching is just ridiculous. Outside of McCullers, obviously, but their pitching's ridiculous. I think that. If we add some more depth in the bullpen, we will be fine. But we just I, – I think that's something that we've said that we had to work on last season. And it's going to be something that needs to be really enforced with this Phillies management is we cannot win a championship without having a stronger bullpen. Absolutely. And we need another ace. Yeah. I hate to say it, but we really do need another ace. We do have the baby aces coming up. Well, That's I know great. Andrew Painter, and he's mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited for him. Yeah. But it would be nice to have more of, like, a veteran in this league that has been to, you know, post-seasons before that knows yeah. how to play um, in high-intense situations. Because, again, that regular season, post-season separation, it is real. And my biggest thing is, let's go say, Painter brought up, has a great regular season, does not know how to compose himself post-season. Right. It's a whole so different ballgame in the postseason. Oh, but I am excited about him. He's only yeah, 19, I, which is crazy. I, I can't crazy. wait. I am so excited for him to come up. I just – I hope we don't rush him. I hope we take things right because if we bring him up and start him off slowly and let Wheeler and Nola get a hold of him, I think this dude's going to be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I am so excited for our baby aces. Painter, Abel, McGarry, like I am excited. The baby aces. We had um the daycare now we have baby aces. It's perfect. I love, I the love baby it. Aces. It's great. And that's actually really cute. I like mm-hmm. that. Someone I, they were 
it was first brought up uh, years ago, and now we call them the baby aces, and hopefully these baby aces end up better than who we thought were going to be the baby aces back then, because those guys didn't work out. Yeah, that bad times. Yeah, um, <laughs> bad times. Look at me transitioning. I do have to leave to go to the radio station. Yes. Unfortunately, that's my last week. Just so everybody knows, I had to cover the flyers, and just the timing was just not working out for me. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes it sucks being busy, but at least <laughs> I can pop on for this half an hour and talk yeah. with you ladies. I'm excited to be here. I, um, I trust me, I would rather be doing this than driving to a million different places, doing a million right. different things, but... I mean, once it comes to, you know, actual baseball season, yeah, it will be so much better because hockey right now is controlling my life. Yeah. And last week we did say that it was going to be sporadic and it's going to be a little different in the off season. But once the regular season comes around, it's on. Yeah, it's on for us. Game on. (laughs) And if you're watching this now, make sure you guys do follow on Twitter. You subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. Because we will be your new sources for everything Phillies. Absolutely. So it's not just be like having conversations. Like we're going to drop some breaking news and hopefully have some cool guests on. And you don't want to miss this because no. this is your chance to get involved before it gets big. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless off promo, but I mean, that's the reality. <laughs> this is going to be really big. So yeah, make sure you guys subscribe and all that. But It's going to be great. Thank you, Haley. Yeah. Haley, we love you. Thank you. Love you too. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. I'm yeah. glad you could come on. <laughs> Me too. Well, yeah, but like we said, it's the off season. It's a crazy schedule. Like we are all just insane right now. But once the post, once the regular season comes, it's we got it. Don't yes. don't even worry. We got we got tons of stuff planned. Um, but, oh, this is funny. As I'm looking yeah. at... What else did people say? Uh, someone said Reese deserves a long-term deal, which is kind of funny because we were just saying we're not sure. I mean, if you're going to talk about the, the clubhouse impact... He's like, one of them. You have to talk about Reese there. Yeah. And a homegrown Philly who genuinely loves playing for the team and has such an impact in the clubhouse, had 30 home runs in the regular season... Um, just a few things to consider that that the front office will be considering, I'm sure. Absolutely. And that's, that's, you brought up the homegrown. That's my biggest thing. That's why I, I was, I had been very harsh on Nola. I am pitchers, goalies. Um, I don't really, I'm not really hard on anybody in basketball. Um, but like pitchers and goalies, I'm like, super harsh on because my teams in the past have not have had things happen because of bad goalies and bad pitching. So I'm very strong on pitchers and Nola this year shut me right up (laughs) and I could not possibly be happier. I want him to succeed, especially because he's homegrown. I absolutely love the guy. Um, but that's why I'm so partial. Like I, Stott, Bohm, Reese, Nola, um, 
Like I, I just the homegrown guys that are actually good. It makes you feel good about your team and your organization doing something right. Absolutely. And it, it's just it's nice to see when they do work out because <laughs> these comments are funny. Um, yeah, read me some more. Someone's <laughs> I can't re- I can't repeat this one. Okay, just... <laughs> ones that are appropriate. <laughs> Everyone can go to our Twitter and see these. Yeah, that that's yeah. Go go to the Twitter because we can't repeat some of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some pitching is definitely the biggest comment outside of you know the obvious of wanting a shortstop or a specific name Rodon. People just want pitching. They didn't even really name them. They were just like depth, pitching, bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Jose Quintana, that's a good one. Ooh. He's not attached to a qualifying offer, which means we don't lose a draft pick. Oh, wow. Whoever said that. Great pick. That was Miles. Let's go Phil's with a Z, not an S. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. The, the qualifying offers are big because we're targeting two people with qualifying offers right now. Rodon and Trey Turner, I think Rodon did too, both got qualifying offers. So if they sign with us, we lose draft picks. And a team with not much of, not much in the way of prospect depth it's we need our draft picks yeah it's kind of a risk right now because while we did just make it to the world series and we are looking to contend now apparently um we went from no playoffs for 10 years to contending in a year (laughs) but that's philly sports for you truly like (laughs) it's unbelievable but we it's difficult because Unlike the Dodgers and the Astros and the big teams that are contenders, they have a lot of pros- they have prospect depth, especially the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but they have a boatload of prospects. Yeah. So they can trade for anybody, sign anybody they want. They, they're good to go. So we need to... While we also are looking to contend, we also got to be worried about our farm system. Because we're not... I was just going to say, I don't envy the decks who have to go through these decisions. Yeah, exactly. It's so difficult. And, I mean, with Trey Turner, yeah, I'm giving up draft picks. I don't care. Same. (laughs) But multiple draft picks? Eh... It's a, it's a lot for a team like us that is trying to contend, is a contender apparently, but is still on the cusp of, eh. mm-hmm. Um, Another one was Andrew Chafin. I'm not opposed to that. Um, let me get his stats real quick. I'd like yeah. to do that. Um, I'm going to pull that how does he spell Schaefer? C-H-A-F-I-N. Okay. He was on the Tigers. 
Um, he had three saves, a 2.83 ERA, 67 strikeouts, and a 1.1 whip. How many starts? Um, let me see. Let's see. This year he played in 64 games. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, two wins, three losses. His 2.83 ERAs in 64 games is great. I'm mm-hmm. not – I didn't realize his stats were this good. Um, only gave up 48 hits in 57 innings. Uh, 26 runs. This is looking good to me. Yeah, I, I like these stats. Um, ERA, whoa, his 2016 year, he was awful. Um, <laughs> but his uh, 20, his ERA seems to be around um, the upper twos, low threes. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it. Postseason, and he was with the Cubs in 2020. He pitched one game, didn't have any. An earned run in when he was in Arizona, three games, one win, uh, 13.5 ERA. He allowed one earned run, but because the ERA is a weird stat, it looks like 13. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not opposed to it. I would love to see that happen. Is it likely? I don't know. We have, I don't think we've ever been connected to him. Um, some were saying bring back Cindergard. I totally agree. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week, but we'll yeah. say it again. <laughs> that would be a good choice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> someone said, I really want to see a quality depth outfielder who <clears throat> maybe has flexibility at first. I don't buy into Veerling playing right field while full time, full time while Bryce is out. I don't disagree with that. Um, it would put Castellanos at DH, which he needs to be at, mm-hmm. but I kind of agree on the veerling take a little bit. I'm not fully sold on him being a full-time starter while Bryce is out. I'm not either. Like, I love veerling He's great depth, and he would definitely be serviceable with if slash when we acquire a shortstop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, he probably is serviceable and it would definitely be a cheaper option that would leave us room for pitching and getting a Trey Turner. But, and he is good to, def- I am talking myself into this now. Yeah, I'm kind of talking myself into this now. Um, Because he would definitely be serviceable. He'd be at the bottom of the lineup. Mm -hmm. Stott would maybe move up because that dude eats pitches. So Stott would move up. You'd have, you'd probably have Schwarber at, keep Schwarber at the leadoff spot. One thing we need to talk about if we do get Trey Turner is the lineup also. Yeah. I think he goes first or second. That makes sense to me. 
I'd like to see see because Schwarber had a low batting average, but he had like the most leadoff home runs in the MLB this year, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And he had over 40 home runs. Yeah. So to say moving Schwarber down would be an easy decision is wrong because he did pretty well in the leadoff spot. I wouldn't be opposed to keeping him there. Or if you move him down to second, that's more of like a likelihood that there are guys from the bottom of the lineup on base that right. he could score more runs with. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. You got to think about that. That's where it's difficult because you want to make sure you get your big hitters in spots or they can hit with people on base. Which clearly Schwarber being in the leadoff is usually bases are empty. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It, it's tough. It would have to be, I don't know, because it's definitely not an easy decision. None of this is easy, obviously. That's why you get paid a lot. But I don't know. It you trust, put, in, trust in Dave Dombrowski. Have to at this point. It's worked so far. Mm-hmm. So I, whatever they do, I got to trust until it shows that it's not working. By the way, everyone listening, you should have said this earlier, but you should also comment on here what your thoughts are. Yes. Um, who we should be picking up in the off season. You can also send us a tweet, add to this huge thread that's going. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I guess it, it, this is a pre-recording, so we won't be able to see the comments. Yeah, but, but eventually... Yeah, when we start going live, live, we'll uh, be able to see them and we'll be able to see all your comments and interact with them and answer them and really just start talking about the fills, which is going to be so much fun. I'm excited for it. I agree. And even if you even if you comment on the stream and we see it after, you know, yeah. we can still address it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which by the way, the support we got from the first episode was unreal. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Over 630 views on the first episode. That's incredible. And counting. Still yeah, counting. and counting. <laughs> it's only going to be up from here. Mm-hmm. We've got so much planned. Um, it, it's going to be so much fun to do all this. Like, we have, we're going to have people on here. We're going to be interrupted. Like, it's... It's going to be great. I'm just excited for this to start going. Me too. And the winter meetings are next week. So hopefully next week we got something going on. Um, I, I really hope we do. We'll be doing Twitter spaces too. Um, would love to do it after almost every game if possible. <laughs> it's not going to be possible to do all 162, but when we can, it'd be cool to have a live reaction to a win or a loss. Yeah, we want to we want to talk with everyone, interact with you all. So keep it coming. Yeah, this is going to be great for all of us. It's going to be a fun season, hopefully. Um, but yeah, this is going to be fun. And it's going to be great to finally get the offseason rolling so we have more stuff to talk about. <laughs> yes, that too. Yes. Uh, so... 
this is just to you know talk about all the comments and the off season so far and go more in depth because last week it was just a recap of the past season. So, but you know we we got stuff going. We'll be right back here next week. Um, hopefully, all three of us. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, we are all very busy, so that is to be determined until the season begins. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and listening and the supports. Uh, we will be here every Friday at 8 o'clock. We will be answering any questions, comments, everything, reactions. We are brought to you by Fired Up Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. See you Thank next week. Thank you. Follow us. <laughs> yes, Bye. follow all of us. <laughs> Bye, guys.